Morning, London. How are you this morning? My name, as you've just heard, is Christo. You're listening to London's biggest conversation. You know that already. It's LBC 97.3, coming to you live from our Leicester Square headquarters. How are you this morning? I can't lie, I'm a little bit tired, but I'm full of coffee and I'm full of beans. Ready to stay with you for the next two hours. Lots we're going to be discussing bit more of a showbiz flavour to this morning's show, actually. Uh, Over the course of the next couple of hours, we're going to be talking about Brucey and Strictly. I haven't had a good chin wag with you about Strictly in this slot yet, or even properly when I was doing overnights earlier this week. So we're going to be talking about Brucey, Strictly, the problems, because really we're just a couple of days away from the big weekend show. Actually, we've just got tomorrow night's show, haven't we? I'll ask you now before I tell you what else is coming up. Bruce Forsyth, is it time for him to hang up his 145-year-old waistcoat and dancing shoes? Simple question. Call and tell me on 0845 6060973. Text me on 84850. Email me, christo at uk. Later, I've got a question for the gentleman out there. Although, ladies, you can answer in the context of whether you'd allow your partner to do this. There is going to be a new fashion revolution hitting London streets. I'm not going to reveal what it is yet, but I've got a feeling, gentlemen, you will object to what is being proposed that you start wearing. More on that a little bit later on. And as well, we're going to talk about file sharing as well, but that's going to be in the next hour. More on that from six o'clock. But... I want to know whether you think, we've been talking about ageism an awful lot, haven't we, in the context of television, like, you know, and Arlene Phillips getting axed from Strictly to be essentially replaced by a fetus, really. I mean, proportionately, that, that that's the difference in age that's going on. I didn't think Alicia was that bad. When we had a quick chat about it, when I was doing the overnight show, I hadn't seen it, I'd literally jetted in from my holiday and I said to you I said will you tell me will you tell me what Alicia was like and with all due respect love you dearly it was as if they had replaced uh, Arlene with Beelzebub I mean really it was it was like my god she's the worst thing I've ever seen on television she's the most terrible person she is awful she has nothing to say you you know was she on that grassy knoll in dallas in the 1960s possibly possibly that was the kind of theme then i watched a bit of it and actually you know she wasn't great but i don't think she was meant to be when she described my favorite moment was when she described linda bellingham's dance as fierce i mean i felt like it was just a, a bad outtake from grange hill or something. So, you know, gravitas is not the word that you'd use in the same sentence as Alicia Dixon, but, you know, you don't employ Alicia Dixon for gravitas, do you? Just as well as you don't employ Tess Daly for personality. Oh, and actually, by the way, and quite this is a serious request, and I would like to take a moment to be serious, actually. If anyone has seen or found Tess Daly's personality... Uh, could it be returned to BBC TV Centre before tomorrow evening, please? It's necessary. We need it. it. Just post it. I know there's a postal strike, or just 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 drop it off. Just drop it off. 
um, producer Amanda is suggesting that Vernon Kay keeps it in a box. And that box is buried very far away, Amanda. Believe me. It's deep underground. <laughs> so someone could dig it up and return it to TV centre. That would be great. Um, but news today is that Justin Lee Collins... Now, you know Justin Lee Collins? He's the one that literally has more hair than Cher. He's like Tina Turner. The lo- if Tina Turner and the Lion King were to conceive a child together and then that child were to grow a beard, it would be Justin Lee Collins. OK? He's saying that it's time now, with all this ageism debate, Brucey should quit. He's too old to be on television. So we've got a few Strictly problems, haven't we? But I want to know whether you think Brucey is too old to be on TV. They've ditched Arlene. Should they ditch him too? Is, and I never thought these words would come out of my mouth, is Justin Lee Collins right? Call and tell me on 08456060973. If you want, you can just text me on 84850 and you can email me at the moment, Christo at LBC. Dot co dot uk you've already started love this it's a big no and that's from mrs forsyth <laughs> actually his wife's gorgeous absolutely gorgeous i'll tell you why I'll tell you where i am on this i think you know what they've ditched arlene now was that a mistake probably but why not go the whole hog let's let's get rid of bruce we don't need him anymore really the fact that he keeps coming up with that catchphrase, you know, am I doddery? Doddery, I am not. Well, you kind of are a little bit, aren't you? And if you're going to get rid of the older ladies, then, you know, let's let's get rid of the older men as well. Let's get rid of Bruce. I tell you what, it's getting kind of edge of your seat sort of stuff, isn't it? It's a bit like, oh, God, are you going to be OK, Bruce? You're you going to get through the show? I don't know. Are you? I mean... I don't know. I'm a bit worried about him sometimes. It's a bit kind of I'm going to watch through my hands. And I don't know. I mean, how how well trained is Tess Daly when it comes to these things? I mean, really? I don't know if I'd want to, 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 to leave myself in her hands. And is he as good as he used to be? Probably not. I'll tell you something that happened, right? I was lucky enough to go to the Strictly Come Dancing launch. OK, it was the big, glamorous event. All of the dancers came out. They're all kind of dancing away. And I'm, I've been an entertainment reporter uh, for, for many years now. As you know, I'm a bit of a showbiz obsessive. And as the stars came into the ballroom in Bloomsbury just to be introduced, there was a collective sigh from the journalists of, Who? Who? Uh, who? Who? Anyway, the stars came in. The dancers were actually more famous than the celebrities taking part. But he was acting in a very odd way, our Brucey, at this Strictly launch. Honestly, I kid you not, this is the absolute truth, right? He went around to all the journalists there, right? And he was so obsessed with showing to us that Strictly did better in the ratings than we, the journalists, had reported. He handed out, which I think he may have printed up himself, though I don't know, he handed out an A4 sheet of paper containing all the ratings for every single week of Strictly last year in comparison to every single week of X Factor. 
I kid you not. Now, that's slightly obsessive behaviour, and that did lead me to question, you know... You could have just said that you did better, Bruce. You know, you can you can protest a little too much. Love you dearly, but you know what I mean? A little bit desperate. Um, he went literally to great pains to explain practically one by one to every journalist there that they weren't doing worse in the ratings and that the X Factor didn't do that much better. It was all because of the differing time slot and basically we should get over it and we should report it all properly. Now, can I just tell you, I've never known behaviour like that in my life. I don't think that is normal behaviour. So perhaps this guy, Justin Lee Collins, is right. Maybe the BBC have missed a trick, and I want to know whether you agree. Maybe Arlene shouldn't have gone. Maybe it should have been Bruce. 0845 If you'd like to have a little chat with me about that, you can text me and tell me whether Bruce should be kept on uh, 84850. Email me, Christo, at lbc.co.uk. I mean, they've missed a trick on this lineup, haven't they? We could have had Tess and Vernon hosting, couldn't we? We could have put... Oh, well, let, let's, let's, let's jazz up the panel as well. Let's jazz up the, ja- uh, the judges. Who could we have put on there? Who doesn't get very much TV work? Let's think. Um, oh, Mylene Class. She needs a job. She's, she's barely working. Let's put her on the panel. Who else? Oh, John Barrowman. I mean, he's never on television. It would have been a real breath of fresh air. How about oh, Alicia? Obviously, we'll put Alicia on there for the depth and the gravitas. Holly Willoughby. She could have gone on the panel. Steve Jones from T4. We could have put him on there as well. Do you know what I mean? 08456060973. Text me on 84850 if you think it's time for Brucey to go. And you can email me Christo at lbc.co.uk. The generation game was never as entertaining after Bruce left, and neither would this be. It's entertainment. And that's from Anne. Thank you very much indeed, Anne. Um, what else have we got here? Christo, what has happened to Camilla on Strictly? I didn't see her in the lineup last weekend from Brian. I don't think she's in it this series. She won with Tom Chambers, and now she's off. Now, a lot of people thought that she should be the one on the panel to replace Arlene, because, you know, she's not doing anything now. But, uh, no, they went for Alicia. They wanted they wanted depth. They did. They wanted depth. They were, they were sitting there, and they, went, they were thinking, Paxman... Or Alicia. And it was a very close call. I won't lie. It was a very, very close call. But they decided they were going to go for Alicia instead. Was that a good decision? Well, I don't know. You tell me. I mean, we can have that conversation. I've still yet to full-blown have that conversation with you. So, ahead of tomorrow's show, let's have it here on LBC 97.3 on 0845 You can text me on 84850. Email me, Christo, at lbc.co.uk. We've critiqued... We can critique, critique Alicia's performance. I'd like us to critique Brucey's performance... I'll read you exactly why Justin Lee Collins today is saying Brucey should quit. It's quite an amazing tirade, actually. We'll talk about that. Uh, We'll also, as well, I'm going to bring you, which I I couldn't get a chance to do this uh, yesterday. It was only in one of the papers yesterday. It's everywhere today. I want to read you the Strictly Come Dancing memo, which was sent round. Because, honestly, it is 
hilarious. You would think that these dancers and these people that are in the show are so stupid, they need it spelled out, some of these answers. So I'll bring you that and much more right here on LBC 97.3. But the time now, 5.15. Let's bring you up to date with the latest news headlines for London. A teenager will appear in court today charged with the murder of a homeless man who was found in Whitechapel with head injuries. A new treatment for skin cancer, the most common type of the disease in the UK among the young, has been described as simply spectacular. And one in ten cars in London aren't insured. Research by the Motor Insurers Bureau show 13% of vehicles in the capital are driven illegally. London's travel now. Here's J. Louise Knight. Thank you very much, Chris. So clockwise, M20. 97.3. That's right, it's London's Biggest Conversation. My name is Christo. What, I, I'm here for Steve Allen. I didn't even mention that before. Just honestly, I'm so sorry because that man is a legend and I'm in here for him doing early breakfast. Slightly daunting because it's Steve Allen, for goodness sake. He's amazing. But, you know, I'm hoping you're thinking that I'm all right. My name is Christo. I'm here with you until seven o'clock. Usually I do a weekend show. It's on at six o'clock on a Saturday, seven o'clock on a Sunday. We love having a conversation about showbiz in that show. No doubt I will be debating this Brucey issue on that show as well. But he should quit, shouldn't he? That's it. It's, it's over for him. What is he doing? What's he doing that tap dance at the beginning of the show for? Isn't it slightly embarrassing now? Isn't it? Isn't it like your granddad at a party? Just like, you know, trying to show that he's still young. He was brilliant in his day, and I, I want to love him, but Justin Lee Collins, he also doesn't. And I want to know whether you agree with his comments, and you can give me a call on 0845 973 You can text me on 84850. You can email me, Christo, at lbc.co.uk. Justin Lee Collins worked with Brucey in the first series. Bit of sour grapes, actually. It used to be the spin-off show. Bit of sour grapes. He's entered the ageism debate by calling for Bruce to retire. The 35-year-old said Forsyth was too old to carry on. In his day, he was the best at what he did, but I think he should have given up three or four years ago. Forsyth is 81. 81! On television, on a Saturday night, 81. I mean, the only person that comes near to that age on TV regularly... And we all know this. It's Anne Robinson, isn't it? I mean, she is. Is she 81? I don't know, 85 or something. I don't know. Um, But um, he basically said that it's time for him to retire. Now, this, thrown in with all the other Strictly stuff that we've got, with Alicia being drafted in, maybe it's time to just youth up the show. Maybe it's time to make it a little bit more like The Word used to be. Maybe we should bring on Terry Christian and Amanda Decadene to present the show. You tell me your ideas. 0845 6060 Text me on 84850. Or my vote, like I say, you know what my vote is. Mylene Class. You know, Mylene Class. All the way. Text me on 84850. Email me christo at lbc.co.uk. To Oakwood this morning. To Maggie. Morning, Maggie. Hi, Christo. How are you this morning? I'm well, thanks. How are you? Good. Lovely to talk to you. Good, now, good to talk to you. Brucey. Um, Tell me. Brucey, yeah. Um, it's interesting that you said that Justin Lee Collins was in the in um, was in with, with Brucey in a runoff of the show, or he did basically. He did this. Um, there was a spin-off. You know, like Claudia Winkleman yeah, does this spin-off show, which yeah. I, you know, it's on about seventy-five times. Yeah, a week. so because I, I, I was actually thinking the minute 
I heard your news that I thought he wants a job. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it kind of confirms it for me. But at the same time, you think there's a bit of, of, of sour grapes there going I on? I do think he wants a job. But at the same time, I think that Brucey, um, up till last year, I was still enjoying him. And I, I you know, I think yeah, he's wonderful. I love him. But I, I just don't think he's able to do the job anymore. I mean, he was he was saying a few of his, you know, jokes, and then he, like, sort of waited, and then he, he's, like, saying, come on, did you get it? Did you get it? And obviously the jokes weren't very good, and everyone just got it, but they just didn't laugh because they didn't think it was that funny. Yeah. And I felt quite embarrassed. And so, I, I, you know, I, although I love him dearly, yeah. I think that he should go. But talking about ageism, mm. I think that they should have... Um, kept Arlene, just got rid of Brucey. So <laughs> because that's the, I that's the do thing. not like Alicia. So you don't like Alicia? You I, don't like Brucey? <laughs> what do you like about the no, show? No, no, no. I'm saying if, they'd, if they'd, they got rid of the wrong person, that's all. Right. <coughs> do, do, we, we are being a bit ageist, though, aren't we, Maggie? I mean, you know, he's 81. We're being ageist, aren't we? No. Um, I just feel that he's struggling. Mm. I do think that. And I love him to bits. And Arlene Phillips, I think, was a very good judge. And so I'm saying, instead of getting rid of, Ar- you know, Arlene, we should have got rid of Bruce. So get rid of Bruce. And what about Len? What do you think about him? Oh, I think he's great. So we like Len, but you'd have got rid yeah. of Bruce and you'd have kind of jazzed up the show. Well, who would you have replaced him with? I've had a suggestion here oh. on the text for Bobby Davro. I mean, have things really got that bad? Oh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Please. I <laughs> keep Brucey then. Um, <laughs> Brucey over Bobby. Is that yeah, what you're um, I don't know who would. Um, uh, I thought that that that, <laughs> that dancer was going to take his place. Oh, Anton Dubeck. Yes. Well, um, I mean, potentially. I mean, I, I, has he had some chin surgery just to kind of like balance things up a bit? So, that, <laughs> so, so at a glance, the viewers don't feel unnerved. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, but um. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I was also, as I say, I'm very upset about... I know you've spoken about this already, but Alicia, to me, just didn't have any constructive criticism. And what she did say uh. it, it seemed to be things that I'd noticed. I mean, and I haven't done dancing, and so I just thought... Isn't it, that the point, though, Maggie? She's the people's champion. She's the uh, Cheryl Cole of Strictly. No. But anyway, Brucey, I'm sorry to say, but, yeah... So he's got to go. Time to go. Maggie, thank you very much indeed. Maggie, that was fierce in the words of Alicia. (laughs) How can you say that's not depth? How? How can you say that? She was all right. She wasn't that bad, was she? I don't know. Call and tell me. 08456060973. Producer Amanda suggesting Lionel Blair is a replacement for Brucey. Yeah, uh, I mean that's that that's that's not out of the frying pan into the fire. That's out of the frying pan into into the inferno. Surely, uh, some texts now on this subject on eight four eight five zero. Aggie saying, "Never mind, Brucey. If Arlene had to go, then Len should go too." Um, Alan Clapham has a fact on Joe Calzaghi, um, kind of suggesting that he wears less, which I'm. I, I don't think we should kind of go into that. Um, Brucey has had... I'm amazed at how, how little time you have for Brucey, actually. Brucey has had his time in showbiz. He's out of touch. He is a has-been and should go. I'm starting to feel a bit sorry for Brucey. I thought you'd rally round, but obviously you're agreeing. Um, 
how much depth is required to pass comment? Um, and someone suggesting we need a bit more male eye candy on there. Uh, what else have we got? Liz from Thamesmead suggesting... Oh, Liz, did you really have to do that? My arch nemesis, John Barrowman, saying he'll bring up the ratings and attract the younger generation. You're right, he probably needs the work. He's only He only gets, I don't know, every single gig on television, doesn't he? To Sid Cup now, Christine. Christine, you just you want rid of Bruce, don't you? No, no, not Bruce. I no. think he's one of the best entertainers going and has been for years. Really? Still? At the oh, age yes. of 181? I think he's brilliant. OK. My problem's been Alicia. So I you're you're still anti-Alicia? I'm not anti-her as a person. It's just the face of the fact that Arlene Phillips has been in dancing for years, mm. been involved in choreography, what they should have done, mm. where they got rid of some of the dancers, uh, for example, Karen Hardy. Yes. Who has been involved in dancing for years and years. Who will be appearing, by the way, regularly on my Saturday night show from six o'clock, where I bring you all the action from Strictly, just to let you know that, Christine, oh, if you're brilliant. a fan of hers. Oh, no, but she's, um, you know, for example, she's been a dancer. I mean, I've been involved in dancing myself in lots of things. I mean, there have been uh, over, I mean, this week, over the last couple of days, over 4,000 complaints about her joining the show, Alicia. I mean, do you, were you one of the ones that complained, or can you put yourself in the mind of those people that did? No, 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 I've been a silent complainer. <laughs> well, not anymore, Christine. I know, it's only just because I just, I feel, I feel sorry for the girl, because I think, you know, she's, she, you know, she's, she did fantastically well. She was a fantastic dancer, mm -hmm. but no more than, um, for example, Natasha Kapinski was brilliant. And you, oh, sorry, 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 Christine, I just need to clarify your words. Did the words that Natasha Kapinski was brilliant just come out of your mouth? Yes. OK, just but wanted to, to, you, to check that. Oh, yes, you know what I mean. The, the people who ran the series, had mm. that, they, they were very good dancers. Mm. Um, Alicia Dixon was a very, very good dancer. Mm. Um, I heard someone say about Cheryl Cole being an X-Factor, mm. but Cheryl Cole, I think, is quite a hard little businesswoman. She is. And the thing is with the X Factor that you get is you get the emotional side of it and the tears and the stories. You don't really get that on Strictly. You don't really feel sorry for celebrities who are being paid like 50 grand to go on the show. Exactly. Whereas the the one the person auditioning for the X Factor for their dead father or, or yeah, exactly. dog or whatever, you know, you, you could feel a bit sorry for them. Christine? But, but I love Strictly Come Dancing, but I must admit, mm. every time I just see Elisa sitting there all hunched up with the... She's a bit hunched. Do you know what? She's taken posture lessons from Rachel Riley in Countdown. She has. <laughs> Christine, thank you very much indeed for your call. Rachel Riley's got a little bit of a hunch going on, hasn't she? Um, my name is Christo. I'm in for Steve Allen. This is Early Breakfast. This is L73. So we're finally having it here with me, Christo, on LBC 97.3 in for Steve Allen, who's taking a well-deserved break. We're having that Strictly conversation that I've been gagging to have with you for, well, the last week, really, since I've been on my holidays. It's been up to you to tell me what you've been thinking about Strictly since it started. And you know what? It's still raging. This Alicia debate is still raging. Now, Justin Lee Collins has waded into the Brucey debate, saying Brucey should quit. Uh, that's the story that you're waking up to here on LBC 97.3 this morning with me, Christo. And um, I've got to tell you something else uh, before you tell me whether you think Brucey should go. Also, let's move this into some suggestions for replacements for him. I'll take, I will take comedy ones. They don't need to be really hardcore suggestions. Do you know what I mean? Wayne Sleep, you know, he doesn't need his agent contacted about this. Um, 
But uh, some suggestions for who should replace Brucey if you think he should be replaced at all on 0845 6060973. You can drop me a text on 84850. Uh, email me Christo at lbc.co.uk. Loads of texts. Um, Camilla chose to retire. We were talking about what did happen to Camilla. She's marrying a man of Hollyoaks, you know. She, I, 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 I don't know which one, though, but she is marrying a man of Hollyoaks. It was a quick whirlwind romance. Because do you remember she was with uh, Brendan in the first series? And then kind of him and, and Natasha Kapinski had this kind of dirty dancing moment, didn't they? And, and fed in love over watermelons. Um, what, what have we got here? Um, we, we, where was this text about, uh, about Camilla? I've lost it now. Um, what have we got here on, on the text on 84850? Um I read this week um, that Bruce called the judges and the crew together and told them they had to laugh louder and longer at his jokes. And I've said, I don't think that that's true. Though when I was in the audience once, he does kind of warm up the audience and say, oh, come on, you know, you've got to be really loud when I laugh. And when you like something, you've got to really make out you like it. But that's just the old entertainment, you know, professionalism thing. What else have we got here? Uh, Christo, as the TV has focused on reality stars for the last 20 years... There's now a lack of nurtured talent to replace the old guard. Thank you very much indeed for that. Uh, I don't think Justin Lee Collins has any right to say anything about Bruce. He won't be around when he's 81 because he's rubbish now. Keep going, Bruce. You're OK. Thank you. Um, what else have we got here? Uh, Justin Lee Collins um, <laughs> from Tomo the Toff saying some very nasty things about him. <laughs> I suggest Hazel Blears as a judge on Strictly, as she's a member of Labour's House of Commons tap dancing troupe. And that's from Jay. Thank you very much indeed, Jay, for that text. Um, before I talk about this latest fashion craze, which I want your reaction to, as well as the Strictly memo, let's go to Carissa, who's in Thornton Heath. Morning, Carissa. Hi, good morning, Christo. Now, what would you like to say? I just think that, you know, Alicia, she's just had one show, right? Mm. And everybody is just going crazy. Well, she's had you know, two. She's had two, Carissa. Okay, 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 fine. Two, two <laughs> shows, yeah, right. I just think everybody should just leave her alone. Give her a chance to to have a go and judge the the dancers. You know, she's been asked to come on the show and, and judge, do her her best in terms of judging. She's doing her best. Cheryl Cole, come on now. The girl can't sing. Right? She can't sing for much, yeah. But no, but she's had a story. Do you know? You not heard her single? She's got to fight, fight. Fight, fight, fight know. for this love. I just, think, I just think it's outrageous how everybody is having a go at this girl. They're all hating because she's pretty. Because she's pretty, yeah, she's on the show, and everybody's thinking, oh, she's just a bimbo. What does she know? So, so it's, it's, it's beautyism. Yes, it is. I think, I think everybody's uh, got a... Carissa, I know it well. I know pretty. it well. Yeah, it is. Because, every, because she's pretty, mm. you know, and she's on the show. Oh, what does she know? She's just a bimbo. She, ain't, she hasn't got an opinion. Leave the girl alone. So I you actually think, think there's a bit of sexism off. going on with her as well? Yeah. Sexism and youthism. <laughs> yeah, I do. I just think that is, you know, everybody's just going crazy. They're just, they're just looking at her thinking, oh, well, mm. you know, I just think that you should just leave her alone. Give her a few more times to judge. Then, then be, you know, objective about it. But she's had two uh, series of judging, and I just think, you know, she'll, she, she's going to re- she's reading all these papers. She's probably thinking, do you know what? Mm. Why am I bothering? Why am I bothering to do this? 
But you know, she's a bit of a fighter, though. But Carissa, I, I, I'm, I'm, ga- I'm guessing that because of your empathy with this, and you and I probably have something in common here. You know, on a day-to-day basis, being having above-average looks. I mean, it, it is sometimes. It, it's like a ball and chain round your neck, isn't it, Carissa? Yeah, I mean, well, okay. I'm sure she, she probably gets loads of men. You know, looking at her, thinking, "Oh wow, she's really gorgeous mm. and stuff." I can't yeah. go for her, but you know, she wants to actually do something with her life that is positive. She wants to have an input into entertainment, and this is her way in. You know, if everybody's just going to shun her for the fact that you know she doesn't know anything, mm. you know, rather than looking at, listening to what she's saying, rather than her looks, I just think that nobody's giving her a chance. You know, Cheryl's not ugly, but she's. You know, she's very gorgeous. She's on the show. Oh, I love Cheryl, though. Yeah, I love her. I'm almost I really obsessed like Cheryl with her. Well. I really like Cheryl as well. And she's doing a lot better now than Danny, I feel. You know, I feel she's she's a lot bit more higher than, than Danny. True, but, but in fairness, what earth is she wearing this series? I mean, did you see that little lacy number from a couple of weeks <laughs> ago? Know, it looked like she'd been attacked by a gang of doilies. <laughs> I just think sometimes I think she goes on the X Factor, right? Because hmm. I was saying to my friends last, like last year for the X Factor when Alexandra won, I'm seeing some of the same outfits that she's been wearing, right? Mm. And I'm thinking, she's got all that money. Why is she wearing some of the same outfits? Because I, I swear I saw that one last year. Yeah, true. And also maybe, you know, she could <laughs> she could wear a bit more of them. I mean, you know, she can afford the material. Yeah. <laughs> she could wear... She could wear whatever she wants, you know. But, and Danny, oh, God, she always looks gorgeous on the show. She I, looks amazing. This yeah, year, she yeah. wins the fashion sex. And this is, and I never thought these <laughs> words would leave my mouth, but this is why I love the Daily Mail. <laughs> I never thought I'd say that, because they did, they're doing a Danny and Cheryl fashion watch. Oh, really? And it's brilliant. If you go, if you go on their website, they're doing a Danny and Cheryl fashion watch, and they've yeah. compared every single outfit side yeah. by side. Danny is winning by a mile. Yeah, looks Cheryl stylish. looks like she's just really annoyed her stylist. <laughs> No, I really like the way Danny looks and her hair. I always, always kind of take take like little pointers off her, thinking, "Oh wow, I'm going to try and do that next time." You know, mm. I just, I just, I just think Danny's Danny's got the fashion up there, but Cheryl, she's doing well in the ratings in terms of judging. You know, but. But Alicia, hmm. just give her a chance. Give her a chance. Do you know yeah, that, that, that one, one final thing on, on Cheryl? She's the only person on British television that has more hair than Justin Lee Collins. <laughs> she is. Listen, yeah. Carissa, thank you very much indeed well, for your call. That's the fabulous Carissa. And, I mean, she understands what, what, what me and her, we all go through. Sometimes your looks can be a burden. They can. They can. Um... Brucey is an endearing cockroach-like uh, figure surviving wars, recessions and famine. <laughs> he is a television legend. He may be old and cheesy. How refreshing compared with the other shower of today's presenters, the Willoughbys, the insipid Barrowman. Brucey has survived all this uh, and uh, um, that so-called comedian here today, gone tomorrow. Thank you. Um, Steve Allen would be a wonderful judge. Agreed. Agreed. Um, a bit of jealousy being suggested from Justin Lee Collins. Um, he'll be lucky if his career makes it to 41, let alone 81. That's from Stevie. I love that you want to talk about this so much. Honestly, I thought this was going to be a little 10-minute thing, and you're loving it. Um, I do want to bring in something else before I bring you the Strictly memo, because um, there is a new fashion craze which is set to, 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 to sweep the streets of London. And I want to know whether this is something that you would ever consider. Quite seriously. In the next hour, I should tell you, by the way, we're actually going to be talking about music piracy and having a little bit more of a serious debate about that. But for now, I want to talk to you 
Um, and it's kind of strictly related, actually, when you consider the campness of some of those outfits. This is the God's honest truth. I absolutely kid you not, right? Men's tights, men's 70 denier tights, I don't even know what that means, are set to take the high street by storm. Really and truly, I kid you not, it's page 22, it's the secret of the sleeker male. Uh, So I want to know, quite seriously, if you are a man, would you be prepared to wear a pair of tights, the latest new fashion trend? If you're a woman, would you be prepared to allow your man to wear a pair of tights? 08456060973, text me on 84850, email me christo at as well as the strictly mistakes, you know, putting themselves against the X Factor, having Alicia, Bruce Forsyth, the fact that we've not heard of any of the celebrities in the show, all of those things we can still debate here on LBC 97.3 up till 6 o'clock. But also I want to know, as a woman, would you date a man wearing tights? If you're a man, would you consider this must-have fashion garment? They're uh, being dubbed... (laughs) They're being dubbed manty-hoves. They're made by a lingerie brand, Unconditional. Oh, no, I I got the denier wrong. They're 120 denier thickness. I I don't even know what that means, but apparently it's it's very thick. Um, They come in black, beige and charcoal... According to those in the know, the manty-hose are usually worn under suits to keep the legs warm and to give the hips and thighs a nice smooth line. (laughs) Honestly, I'm reading this. I I swear to God. Uh, Apparently, the Selfridges Director of Menswear uh, and Beauty said, This winter, the city's most stylish men will have a secret weapon hidden in their trousers. The manty-hose are extremely versatile and we expect men to be wearing them not only as a way to give legs an extra boost of warmth on the chilliest nights, but as a true style statement. And apparently he's insisting that tights should be seen as unisex rather than solely for women. Now, we do have the man bag now, don't we? I mean, that's something... I carry a man bag. That's something we never thought we'd ever have. But I do. So, you know... Tell me whether you'd actually ever consider this fashion item. Apparently, the trend is going to be that you wear them and you wear a kilt over them so that they actually, you know, just to, to, to kind of give the legs some form, wear a kilt, latest fashion trend. Text me on 84850. Email me christo at Um OK, what have we got here? Um, Lionel Blair or Wayne Sleep for Strictly? Um, after that, you uh, tune out of Lovey Dancers. <laughs> I should add, I hate the show, but I understand that it's required rubbish, dim-witted television from Peter. Peter, you'd love my Saturday night show. You really would. Oh, to Chelmsford now, to Mickey, actually. Let's go to him. Morning, Mickey. Hi there. Uh, what I would think... you like to say? Um, it's got to be Dale Winton. Oh, Mickey, I think we've lost you. I think I managed to make out Dale Winton there. But I'm not sure if he was calling about the tights or calling about Strictly when he was mentioning Dale Winter. Not sure. Can't, can't quite make that out. Um, 84850, if you'd like to join the conversation on the text, uh, you can uh, call me on 08456060973. Text me on 84850. 
Also, I've got to tell you about the Strictly Memo as well. This is on page seven of this morning's Daily Mail. Strictly Come Dancing, it's a briefing note for the dancers, judges and celebrities. Um, and it's what, what was handed out to all of them so that they all know uh, what to say. And so if a journalist asks them, why did the BBC decide to replace Arlene instead of any of the other judges? Strictly appeals to a wide audience and the BBC has been striving to ensure it stays fresh. They've written a little script for each of the people on the show and relevant for existing viewers and newcomers. Every year, the producers consider everything from the celebrities, guest performances to the dancers and the overall look and feel. So the decision to replace Arlene and not one of the other judges was taken as a result of the review process. It's ridiculous. Um, What do you think of the decision? Arlene's a good friend and I'm happy that she'll continue to be a part of the Strictly family in her new role on The One Show. No, I haven't heard of it either. Uh, There's been about... And they've even written XXXX complaints, bearing in mind that they knew that there were going to be. Do you think viewers will switch off? I can't really speculate on that, but the next series of Strictly is shaping up to be another brilliant series. We're all really excited. Hmm, I'm not sure whether you agree. The time, 5.45. Let's bring you the latest news headlines you're waking up to in London. A teenager's been charged with the murder of a homeless man in the street in Whitechapel. Gordon Brown's come to the defence of the United Nations after an extraordinary attack by Colonel Gaddafi. And NASA's expected to announce later large quantities of water have been found on the moon. London's travel now. Here's J. Louise Knight. Thank you very much, Chris. So, still got a lane closed. BBC 97.3. That's right, you are listening to London's biggest conversation, LBC 97.3. Good morning to you. This is Early Breakfast. My name's Christo. I'm here with you until 7 o'clock in the morning, talking about all sorts of things uh, this morning. Uh, In the next hour, we're going to be talking about file sharing. An important meeting is taking place today uh, from uh, different pop stars, different people in the music industry, and it's all about file sharing. So in the next hour, we're going to be having that conversation and asking your reaction to the government's plans to potentially kind of look over your shoulder when it comes to using the internet, which I think is very, very dodgy. But the things we're talking about this morning, the latest fashion craze, uh, whether you would, as a man, wear tights, and honestly, I swear to God, this is the truth. 120 denier tights are actually, apparently, set to take the high street by storm. And so asking as well about the most feminine thing if you wardrobe in your wardrobe if you're a man, and the most masculine thing if you're a woman. I've got a man bag. I'm not afraid to admit it. I will tell London that. And we're also talking about the Strictly mistakes. All the mistakes you think they've made with this year's show on 0845 Calls this morning for Brucey to quit from Justin Lee Collins. The Alicia complaints now topping 4,000. 4,000. Uh, plus the celebrity dancers. Plus the time slot. It's going to be two and a quarter hours long now up against the X Factor. So all sorts of things that you can have your say on, on 0845 6060 Text me on 84850. Email me christo at uk. Let's go to Walthamstow, to Richard. Um, morning, Richard. Morning, Christo. And how are you this morning? Lovely to talk to yeah, you. Yeah, fine, fine. Now, um, you, you actually have reaction to this Men in Tights story. Yeah, I'll tell you what, there's no problem with it at all. 
Yeah, I, I, I swear, about 20 years ago, yeah, I, I um, sort of wore a pair of tights. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you, my own dad told me about it. My own dad used to work um, on the pipeline in Scotland. Mm-hmm. And um, like a few of the, um, his work colleagues and that said to him, like, put a pair of tights on. And it worked. And my dad told me about it. Mm. And where I was working, it was like minus four. So I, I, I used to put tights on. But mm. I, I thought I'd try it just once. And, and, it, and it worked. It was lovely. Did you, did, I mean, what I'm envisaging, Richard, is that moment where you had to go into a shop and say, hi, I'd like to buy a pair of tights. No, no, no. What, what I'd done was I, I just mm. sort of walked by. I, I saw them, but I didn't know about the Mdenye thing. Yeah. I see. I don't know what that is either. It's it's like the thickness. Oh right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then um, after that, um, yeah, I, I, I think yeah, yeah. I was I just got married at the time, mm. and my wife used to wear like a thicker one. Yeah. So I I got her to buy me a pair. <laughs> right. Yeah. And that's it. You just wear them underneath your jeans. Yeah. Then 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 on top of that you got your overalls. Right. Yeah, on top of that. But I'll tell you what, it's really lovely and warm. I, t- I tell you, Richard, I mean, are you considering yourself at this present moment that you are a trendsetter? You, you, you're, you're, you're way ahead, you're 20 years ahead of the fashion game. Yeah. It's been yeah. London Fashion Week. Richard, where was your collection? Were you there? Where were you? Yeah, 20 years ago I was wearing them. Um, after that, I um, started buying, um, you know, um, long johns. Right. Yeah, I started wearing long johns, like the full set. Yeah, I started mm. wearing them, but um, I, I would wear tights if I if I was cold, most definitely. Would you wear them under a kilt, as is being suggested at the moment? Is this, this is the latest trend—a little pleated skirt, tights. That's what the men on you're going to be. That's what the man in the city will be wearing this season, apparently. Yeah, but if you wore a kilt, you, you, you'd have them thick, thick socks on, wouldn't you? So you wouldn't really sort of see the tights. Oh, okay. Yeah, you wouldn't see it at the time. I think this is sans socks. This is without socks. But anyway, listen, Richard, thank you very no much problem. indeed. Okay, Crystal. Fashion icon, Richard in Walthamstow. Honestly, Burberry, final show. Where was Richard for that? I don't know. 08456060973 to have your say about any of the conversations we're having this morning, the strictly mistakes that are being made, and also whether you're a metrosexual in your clothing. Apparently, this is a reaction to metrosexual dressing. Uh, male handbags dubbed man bags, leggings for men known as meggings, and apparently eyeliner for men is coming in, described as guy liner, and it's all proving popular. Apparently, I don't know whether you agree, but if you do, 08456060973, text me on 84850, email me christo at uk. I'm, I'm getting an education from you this morning. I, I, I didn't know about any of these things. But Christo from Porky in Surrey Keys, tights have been worn by builders and many outdoor workers for many years and are safety clothing when mixing cement. You're having me on then. In what way can a pair of tights keep you safe when you're mixing cement? I'm sorry, I, I, I fail to see that. To stop the corrosive effect, only they have always had to wear women's up till now. And that's from Porky in Surrey Keys. Porky, you know, you're probably jumping for joy at the moment, besides your cement mixer. Um, Hi, Christo. I've had a man bag for the last 20 years. I wear tights when the weather is cold. My fiancé knows about them. It was her idea from Will in Sidcup. This is an education. Um, What else have we got here? (laughs) Yes, I'm not, I'm not going to read any kind of dodgy text on this issue, thank you. On the replacement for Brucey, Brian Conley 
bring Conley back to TV. He'll sort out Strictly, and that's Joey from Clapham. Joey, I have to say, if you're a Brian Conley fan, get yourself down to the Shaftesbury Theatre, because in um, uh, Hairspray, he plays... Uh, what's her name? Oh, Edna Turnblad. He's the mother. Oh, my God. God, he is amazing. Absolutely fantastic. So uh, get yourself down to the Shaftesbury Theatre uh, for that. Um, and we've got a great podcast of that as well, in conversation with Brian Conley, which the legend who I'm sitting in for, Steve Allen, uh, he did that a few weeks ago. So go to lbc.co.uk, the LBC Plus section of the website, and you'll be able to listen to that once more. And what else have we got here on the text on 84850? Um Man tights, they already have long johns from Barbara in Orpington. Yeah, I think this is a kind of a variation on that, and they're to be worn either, either under trousers to keep you looking svelte. <laughs> I mean, you know, we do have an obesity epidemic. We debated it on this very show yesterday, didn't we? You know, maybe, maybe we're going about this the wrong way. The government trying to come up with plans for obesity. Why don't we just hand out tights to everyone? We'll all look literally three sizes smaller. Obesity problem solved. Do you know what I mean? Why aren't these people thinking about it? Um, what else have we got here? Cement can... Oh, Porky. Porky sent a text just a few moments ago saying that he wears tights because it, it helps when he's mixing cement. And Porky is clarifying that cement contains lime and the tights stop the dust getting to your skin and burning you. We're educating you this morning here on LBC 97.3. Um... <laughs> I don't know if I'd ever wear them, though, I have to say. I have worn a pair of long johns when I'm on my scooter when it's absolutely freezing cold. I have. I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm secure enough in my masculinity to admit that and the fact that I've had a man bag. Um, what else have we got here? I don't ration the fathom... Let me start that again. I don't fathom the rationale for replacing Arlene. This is on... Uh, on uh, the Strictly debate. The lack of logic suggests there is more to this than is being presented. Um, perhaps there's been an issue between Arlene and the producer. I don't think that's the case. I think it's just the fact that she was older and they wanted to jazz it up. You know who you blame on this? Cheryl Cole. Love her dearly, but the Beeb in a knee-jerk reaction have just gone, oh my God, Strictly did well last year, rather than kind of trying to jazz up the show by booking some celebrities that you and I might have actually heard of, they decided that they would they would screw with the part of the show, which was the stable part, the judging panel. Um, why not Tommy Steele as a replacement? It would probably be going a little too down market for the likes of the multi-talented Tommy. At least he has all his original parts in good working order. And that's from Tomo the Toff. Thank you very much indeed, Tomo. Um... Joey and Clapham, thank you very much for your kind comments. Manty Hose from Ritchie have been going around for years, brought to us by that trendy brand Damart, Damart? Never heard of it. I love my man bags and have about seven of them, but will not be sporting Manty Hose, I'm afraid. Very distressed to tell you that I've not heard from a lady this morning and, and, and some opinions on whether she would date a man in Manty Hose. I would have liked that, really. You've still got time to text on 84850. You can send me an email, christo at lbc.co.uk. Declan, 30 years ago when we were roofers, we used tights to stay warm. Long johns were too thick and restricted movement. Honestly, you're waking up to educated stuff here at LBC uh, 97.3. The amount of people in the building industry that seem to have complete knowledge on this subject... Absolutely amazing to me, I have to say.
I'm here with you on LBC 97.3. My name is Christo. Till 7 o'clock this morning. And then the award-winning Nick Ferrari takes over. And I've got to tell you, with Labour MP and former Home Secretary Charles Clark calling for his party to turn on Gordon Brown before the next election, Nick asks if this could really help them retain power. Plus, with councillors in Windsor threatening to hand out ASBOs to clampers, Nick wants to know if you think we should roll this policy out across London. And have you been receiving your mail? Uh, I can answer that question. I'll field that question at the moment. In Lambeth? No. Not for weeks, it seems. Nick will be finding out how inconvenienced London continues to be by the seemingly never-ending postal strike. So join Nick from 7am for all of the top stories right here on London's LBC 97.3. As I've said, my name's Christo. I'm here until 7 o'clock. In the next hour, we're going to be talking about music piracy on London's LBC 97.3. Right, his second pit and there's two stops. Christo. Good morning to you. My name is Christo, as you just heard. I'm in for Steve Allen this morning here on Early Breakfast on LBC 97.3. Hope you're well this morning on this dark, <laughs> fairly cold Thursday morning. As I said, here with you until 7 o'clock. Uh, got a few texts regarding um, what they called again, Manti Hose. I- I'll get through some of those a little bit later on. But I do want to uh, talk to you about something else as well now this morning. Um, it's a debate which we've had on my Sunday night show before, but it seems to be gathering pace now. And I want to get some reaction from you to some potential government plans to sort this problem out and whether you believe these plans will work. And it's regarding music and file sharing. Well, music, films, you can file share anything really on the internet nowadays. And simple questions. I want to know whether you are file sharing, whether you download your music for free, whether you download your movies for free... Do you believe that it's theft? And is there any solution to this problem? And you can call and tell me on 0845 6060 973. You can drop me a text on 84850. And you can email me christo at lbc.co.uk. Now, as I said, the government are onto this. I'll tell you more about that in a moment. But who is championing the cause of trying to sort out this file sharing problem? Well... It's almost the superhero. She's a woman in tights. It's Lily Allen. (laughs) Now, you never thought that Lily Allen would be the one to try and sort out a problem, but she is. She's heading up this crusade regarding file sharing. She's really got the bit between her teeth on this. She set up a blog on the issue so that the artists and the public who support her can get in touch. And she's basically saying that file sharing and downloading music for free is going to destroy and kill the British music industry. All right? And she's even written a piece today in The Sun basically saying that. I'll read you a little bit more of her piece in a a moment, but that's ultimately what she's saying on this issue, that it's killing British music. And there are two schools of thought on how this problem should get sorted out. There's the one side which is saying that basically there's a group of artists who have uh, formed together and they're having a little bit bit of a meeting later called the Featured Artists Coalition. They don't condone file sharing, but they don't approve also of the government's plans. And the government's plans are basically to have your internet service provider 
monitor what you're doing online. If they catch you file sharing, they'll cancel your account. So basically, you're going to have your internet service provider and ultimately the government looking over your shoulder. And once you've been caught file sharing, potentially the plan is that you'd get cut off. So I want to know whether you object to that, whether you think it's an infringement on your privacy, whether it would stop you file sharing, and whether you think it's theft. And you can answer all those questions on 08456060973. Drop me a text on 84850. Email me christo at lbc.co.uk. Lily Allen wants some pretty drastic action on this. And actually, you know, fair play to her. At least she's kind of speaking up. Um... I mean, perhaps there's an argument to say that destroying British music, well, have you ever listened to any of her albums? Actually, that's unfair. Her second album's very good. Didn't really think very much of the first one, but the second one is actually very good. Now, my opinion on this is really, I think if you are downloading music and if you're taking it off the internet and you're file sharing, you're actually stealing. It is theft, I'm afraid. It's no different, in my opinion, to going into Sainsbury's and taking a CD off the shelves and just going home with it and, and, and playing it at home, not paying for it, and that is it. That is what it is, I'm afraid, and I'm sorry to say, but it is. However, I also think that now all these artists getting together and saying, oh, hang on, we need to stop music piracy. Yeah, you're not shutting the door after the horse has bolted. Actually, that horse is dead and in the glue factory, I'm afraid. So I don't really think there's any kind of solution to it. And all these record companies are going to have to smile and put up with it. However, on a moral level, we probably shouldn't really be doing it. It's theft. It's totally theft. And I want to know if you agree on 08456060973. Text me on 84850. Email me christo at lbc.co.uk. Let's go to Alan in Hendon. Morning, Alan. Good morning to you. Um, um, I must tell you, first of all, I am totally, totally, totally against file sharing. Have you ever downloaded anything in, a, in an illegal way? No, n- not only have I not downloaded anything in an illegal way, I also would not buy a DVD from a man in the street who, who comes from Vietnam or China or wherever else he may have come from. Yeah, Alan, just to let you know that, that people from all different nationalities might sell DVDs on the street. Little, <laughs> a little bit dodgy, that comment, but do go okay. on. To me, it's, it's total theft. It's stealing commission or royalties, whatever it may be, from the artist concerned. However, the other side of the coin, and I think it's very important, is that if somebody wants to target the illegality of downsharing, then they need to target the organizations that are making it possible for downloading illegal stuff to happen, not the individuals. I mean, you can't take a child into a sweet shop and say, hey, look at all those sweets but you can't have any. But the thing is, I don't think that's going to be possible, Adam, because it's the internet. How are you going to regulate the internet? It's, it, it would be a, a very, very, very difficult move. Surely it's easier to, to regulate the individuals via it, internet it, service providers. It may providers. be easier, but it's wrong. I mean, would you be happy if your internet service provider decided to kind of look over your shoulder and decide on, 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 and have a look at what you're doing? I would absolutely be disgusted by it. Go after the organizations like Lime Tree or whoever, I don't know who else. 
go after those organisations who are making it possible for people to download illegally. But they tried to do that with the Pirate Bay, and yes, they managed to find the, 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 the people, and they find individuals as well, but it's still not actually stopping the problem. I mean, these pop stars are kind of wanting the government, internet service providers, record companies, and the pop stars themselves to all get together and come up with a solution, whereas, I, I mean, do you have a solution? I don't have a solution. All I know is that the, 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 the powers that be want to take the easy option by chasing the individual. Hmm. And that's wrong. You can't, you can't make something available to people and then say, well, it's available, but you can't use it. Is there not a moral level in here? Take the availability away. Is there not a bit of morality in here, though, that perhaps those individuals should say... Um, you know, I, I, I don't think I should do this on a moral level. These people have worked worked for the music. I should pay, you know, five or six quid for the CD. That would be a nice way of things to happen, but it's not human nature. Most people who find a wallet in the street will take the money out first before they hand it into the police station. Not that they're bad people, but this is normal people. We're living in times of recession. People are hard done by for money. It's it's cheaper to download. They have the facility, and. To me, just, you know, taking the easy option by going after the individual is wrong. Do you think... going after those people who are providing the service. Do you think that it would lead, as Lily Allen is saying, to literally the death of the British music industry? No, I don't believe that for one minute. I think the British people, especially young people, are far more creative than that. They will still keep producing music. They will still keep on... Uh, coming up with fantastic music. However, Alan, just very briefly, they're not going to make any money by doing that if no-one pays for their music, though. Well, then find a way of having people pay for music when they download it. But, but, I mean, for example, why can't the internet providers, if they're charging, for example, £15 a month for somebody's internet, Hmm. add on an extra 3 or 5 or 10p for everything, every piece of music that's downloaded, or more for a film or whatever. Well, it's interesting because we've had this story over the last couple of days about this broadband tax, haven't we? So maybe that can be worked in in somehow. Alan, thank you very much indeed for your call. So Alan, trying to come up with a solution, but I don't think there is one. Maybe you can come up with one. 0845 6060 973. 16 minutes past six. London's news headlines now. Here's Matthew Schofield. Downing Street in the White. 97.3. That's right, as you just heard, Nick Ferrari here from 7 o'clock on LBC 97.3 and with Labour MP and former Home Secretary Charles Clark calling for his party to turn on Gordon Brown before the next election, Nick asks if this could really help them retain power. Plus, with councillors in Windsor threatening to hand out ASBOs to clampers, Nick wants to know if you think we should roll this policy out across London. And have you been receiving your mail? Nick finds out how inconvenienced London continues to be by the seemingly never-ending postal strike. So all of that with award-winning Nick Ferrari from 7am for all of the top stories. My name is Christo. Good morning to you. I'm here for Steve Allen with Early Breakfast. And we're having a conversation about file sharing. Uh, All these artists are due at this file sharing summit a little bit later on, the Featured Artists Coalition. They're saying, basically, and they've got people like Ed O'Brien, Pink Floyd drummer Nick Mason, Blur drummer Dave Roundtree, they're all in this Featured Artists Coalition. And they're opposed to government proposals to suspend the internet accounts of serial file sharers. On the other hand, we've got Lily Allen. And she agrees, actually she's much seemingly more passionate about this, saying all of the artists should get together 
and try and come up with a solution to this. The artists, the government, the internet service providers. And she's saying that basically the Featured Artists Coalition aren't really making any sense because they're objecting to it, but they're also objecting to the government's plans to try and monitor it. So I'm asking you whether you consider file sharing to be theft, whether you've ever done it. Personally, it is theft. I've got to tell you, if you don't think it is, I'm afraid you're a little bit wrong. You're stealing if you're file sharing. Um, And also, whether you think there is a solution. I mean, I never thought I'd agree with Lily Allen. I never thought those words would leave my mouth. And they're being recorded now. Um, But I disagree with her when she says that she can come up with a solution to music piracy. There isn't one. But perhaps you can come up with one on 0845 6060 973. Text me on 84850. Email me christo at lbc.co.uk. Let's go to Enfield first to Peter. Morning to you, Peter. Morning, Christo. Nice to speak to you. Thank you very much indeed. So you've got some personal experience of this. Uh, yeah, my uh, son's in a band, is a lead singer in a band. I have an album being released on Monday coming, um, which they've worked on for the last two, two and a half years, getting everything perfect and getting it ready for release. Um, had two singles released from it, and now just about to release their album, um, on Google on Monday morning, I went on there and found a site that's illegally downloaded an album, not even been released yet, over 20,000 times. God knows how many it's been, uh, it's had now. But uh, I think the only way around it is to shut down the actual site so people can't go on there and do it. And uh, if there is no site, how do you go and illegally download? It's not the people that are downloading it. However, Peter, you'd be shutting down one site and another one would crop up. You'd shut down that one, another one would crop up. It would be a, a never-ending battle, which I don't think it's practical to think that could be won. Well, I, I, I just don't know how, you know, uh, the only other alternative then is to, is to be <laughs> literally shutting down people's line uh, to get to it. But, uh, you know, is that fair? Well, how would you, how would you feel about that? Well, I'd rather that than, than uh, you know, everybody in the music business having their, their hard work stolen. You know, as I say, they've worked very hard, not just them, everybody. Uh, there are the odd lucky one that does nothing and, get, and makes a fortune, but you know, people work hard. They write the songs themselves. Uh, you know, they go through a lot of uh, uh, soul-searching and troubles and, and trying to get themselves a contract. Mm. And when they get one... It takes time and effort, and then it's just robbed away from it. It's stolen, as you say. If you walk into Sainsbury's or somewhere and steal a CD, uh, you're liable to get done. I I, I agree. I've got a quote for you here, Peter. um, Because on Lily Allen's blog, which is I don't want to change the world.blogspot.com, James Blunt supports her. Um, probably the only time in your life you'd want support from James Blunt. But anyway, um, he wrote, The world over, people are stealing music in its millions in the form of illegal file sharing. It's easy to do and has become accepted by many, but we need people to know that it's destroying people's livelihoods and suffocating emerging new British artists. You must agree with that. I agree with that, definitely. A hundred percent is. It is taking their living away and it, it will kill... Oh, in my opinion... It will kill the music industry. You know, uh, you know the bands. I say they've got this album coming out. If they, if they don't sell it. You know, is the record company mm. going to stay with them? Can the record company afford to stay with them? Not just them, any band. Come on, Peter. Singer. Just very, very quickly. What's the, what's the band's yeah. name and what's the album called? They're called the Yeah Yous, and it's called Looking Through You. 
And it's lovely to talk to you because you are one of the two great DJs, you and Steve Allen. Oh, Peter, thank you very much indeed for saying that. And I'm getting very shy now. Oh, thank you for saying that. Oh, <laughs> OK. John is in Kilburn. I'm composing myself. John, good morning to you, sir. Good morning, Christo. It's the first time I've ever spoken to you. Ah, well, thank you, and it's lovely to talk to you, John. So, um, the, the uh, what is it called? The Featured Artists Coalition um, are saying we need more creative ways to combat file sharing. They don't want the government peering over your shoulder and internet service providers looking over your shoulder. Have you perhaps got a more creative way? Well, um, Christo, I've got to be honest. I have um, two gigabytes. Sorry, two gigabytes of um, downloaded films and music. Right. Uh, that's, that's an awful lot of um, downloading I've done. I, I also share files. Um, I think one of your previous callers got it right. Um, there must be a tax or some form of levy mm. on internet providers to um, charge that little bit extra um, that can be divided among the loyalties, do, you know? Do you consider that you're stealing when you do that? Yeah, of course I am. I know I am all the time. Do you feel any kind of moral sense with that? That, that you know, I can understand perhaps if you're if you're essentially stealing off more established artists. Although I don't condone it, perhaps it's it's a little bit easier to swallow. But if you're if you're stealing music from artists that aren't established, you're you're essentially you're you're you're, you're curbing them them being able to grow. Yeah, yeah, of course. I um, but yeah, I, I don't look at it that way. I I, I download, I share, um, because it's there available to do it. Um, it's simply because it's there available to do it. Hmm. Um, you can download these files, and if you shut a file site down, then another one is always going to pop up. I agree you with know? that completely. So, John, what, what, what would stop you doing it? Because I don't know if a levy... How would, how would a levy work? How would it get spread out? How would, it, how would, it, how would the money reach new artists? I, I don't think that that's going to happen. Well, I, I think that's up to the internet providers. I mean, the, the, the um, internet providers want to provide a service of an internet. Mm. Um, if they, uh, like your previous callers, one of your previous callers said, if they charge that bit extra yeah. for, da- for downloading, mm. I mean, you have um, these sites that charge a fee for downloading. Yeah. But that's, that's pretty good. Just tell me um, one thing, John, though. I don't want to make you too, feel too guilty. We've got to be very brief. But, you know, it's, it's kind of behaviour like yours that's kind of probably going to end up with a situation where everyone is going to have their internet kind of monitored. Well, so be it. I mean, if that's the only way to do it, yeah. so be it. Because, um, like you said earlier, it is yeah. stealing. I still. Um, I still files. And um, if it's, if it's going to help people stop feeling... Yeah, that they're stealing, yeah. then that'll be it. John, thank you very much indeed uh, for your call. See, John doesn't mind if they bring in <laughs> the internet uh, monitoring because he's got a fantastic music collection now. He's fine. He's got loads. <laughs> Two gigabytes full or something like that. Uh, thank you very much indeed uh, for your call, John. Uh, you're listening to Early Breakfast. My name's Christo, in for Steve Allen, until 7 o'clock here on London's Biggest Conversation, LBC 97.3. We shall continue this conversation and much more coming up right here. LBC 3. That's right, my name is Christo. This is LBC 97.3. Good morning to you. I'm here with Early Breakfast. In for Steve Allen. We're having a conversation about file sharing. You just heard in our bulletin there that aspiring pop stars will get the chance to have their say on government plans to combat illegal file sharing when ministers visit a performing arts school in Croydon. 
Both uh, Business Secretary Lord Mandelson and Culture Secretary Ben Bradshaw will discuss the clampdown with students. What would you say to those government ministers on this subject? We've got Lily Allen and we've got the Featured Artists Coalition, all pop stars, uh, Gary Barlow and James Blunt, both supporting Lily Allen. But they have got the Featured Artists Coalition and Lily Allen have both got slightly differing opinions on how this should be handled. Um, the Featured Artists Coalition are saying that the government plans to potentially monitor your internet usage uh, isn't the best way forward on this and that perhaps more creative ways should be used to come up with uh, a way to solve this problem. I'd love to know if you can come up with a more creative way on 08456060973. You can drop me a text on 84850. I will get to some texts in a moment because I know I've neglected them slightly. Um... Email is up and running as well, Christo at lbc.co.uk. Lily Allen is saying, well, you know, the Featured Artists Coalition, all well and good to say, come up with a creative way, but we need action now. And also basically saying, well, the music industry is being killed by this. New artists, they're never going to get anywhere. And I do agree with her to a point. Oh, I don't want my internet usage looked at by the government or internet service providers. I don't want them kind of looking over my shoulder. I kind of feel like, as I'm sure you may, that it's an excuse for them to kind of be a bit big brother and look at my affairs, and I don't really want them to do that. However, and I'd love to know if you agree, file sharing is theft. It is. It's no different to walking into a supermarket, taking a CD off the shelves and walking out. So come up with some solutions on 08456060973. We had a great call just before the news. Someone saying, I, I steal, I file share, and yes, I know I steal. And you kind of are. And on a, there is a moral level in here. You know, you, you could perhaps have the opportunity to file share, but you choose not to, because on a moral level, you feel it's wrong. And if you do, share that thought with London on 08456060973. Uh, text here, most artists make their money touring and not via download sales. Very true, but you're not going to have anyone go and buy tickets to your show unless they've heard your music. How would they hear your music? Through the release of your album. If no one's paying for the album, then they're not going to make any money and then they're not going to become established. I don't, you know, I get that money's through touring, but you need to become established first. Uh, Christo, companies such as LimeWire, Emule... Do put a disclaimer when you download a file saying you must have permission. Providers aren't just there for the proliferation of copyright material. It's just that's what the majority of people now use them for. So go after the individual from Chris and Tunbridge Wells. Um, what else have we got? Uh, Catherine and Catherine, thank you for your very uh, nice comments. Music piracy have been, has been going on for years. Oh, and thank you, Anne, for nice comments as well. Um, music piracy has been going on for years. We used to have tape to tape, then burning a borrowed CD, and now file sharing. You will never eliminate it, regardless of the rights or wrongs, from Stevie. Uh, Stephen Harlington, it's not a case that the album has been downloaded. It's a case of who made it available. It's chicken and egg, isn't it? I mean, which one do you, you kind of go for first? Um, maybe lower the quality of free downloads by law and buy top quality from Mark and Ryslip. Um, what else have we got here? 
so artists have woken up to the Pandora's box, which is the internet, um, aid by iPods, etc. We used to record from the radio years ago, but always bought LPs of our favourite artists. I pay a fee to have full access to some sites, so why can't this be done for music ones and the revenue shared from Barbara in Perivel? Because as soon as they clamp down, Barbara, other sites will be up and running. It's just a fact of life. I, I, I think that... Although it's a shame, I don't know if we'll ever come up with a solution to this that isn't going to slightly invade our, all of our privacy. And I don't know how you feel about that, but I'd love you to tell me. Uh, let's go to Croydon, to Gerald. Uh, Good morning, Ger- Gerald. Um, have you potentially got a solution to this that you've come up with? No, no, no. I think, I mean, just listening to you before I came on, I think, you know, some of the, the, the texts and comments that have been coming in pretty much cover it. I mean, I, I, mean, I work in the media sector. Um, I really don't think you'll ever stop it. File sharing is no different than me loaning you a CD of an album that I've just bought and you burning a copy off of the car, you know, whatever. Yeah. It is no different. Uh, I think what, what the record industries need to look at is uh, this is it's not the future, it's now. Um, and it's not going to change. Uh, it's no different in... I mean, I work in broadcast television and it's no different to anyone uh, downloading, uh, you know, last night's episode of Coronation Street or whatever it might be. Yeah. You've got all the iPlayers and the, the ITV players. It's all there available to everybody. Let's you, forget, you go out, mm. you buy a mobile phone, Christo. Yeah. What does it come with? An MP3 player. You're encouraged to download, start uploading from your collection. Um, sites like Apple iTunes, where that is legitimate, and I use that regularly because yes. I have an iPod, and I pay 79 pence a track. I don't consider that too bad, but I will say this. I'm 44 years old. I personally still like to go out and buy the premium product and have it sitting on my shelf and enjoy the higher quality that 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 product offers. Downloads are great, very convenient. All the kids do it. My 12-year-old does it from from iTunes regularly. Um, But there is something about having that premium product, and I think this is where they're going wrong. They need to make it cheaper. Because if you've got companies like Amazon, Hmm. offering downloads for, I believe, under 40 pence a track, which is, you know, less half of what iTunes are charging you. Yeah. That's what they need to do. They need to make their, their media available to all at a far more competitive price. You cannot convince me that it's not cheaper, because I know it is. You haven't got all the distribution costs, the manufacturing costs, the printing of all the inlays, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It's That's true, it's means. true, and it's true. And I also think, uh, thank you for having your say, Gerald and Croydon, I also think uh, there's a little bit of satisfaction going on here as well. A little bit of, you know, the music companies have spent, uh, have charged us so much for years that we're all kind of having that little smug moment well you all are anyway i i i don't file share i don't, kind of wouldn't know where to start anyway but you're all having that little smug moment to yourself going ha 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 record companies and also where were the record companies sorry like you're 10 years too late all of you now you're 10 years too late you really are um let's go to surbiton now to ian morning ian morning christo uh this is just another example of um money over people because Let's look at it this way. I'm sitting at the computer, mm. and I'm being naughty. I'm downloading some music, and they tap on my little metaphorical shoulder and say, I'm going to cut you off. Supposing I was a paedophile, mm. and I'm still downloading material. Anybody tapping on my shoulder at the moment? 
That's a no, very interesting point, actually, that the, 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 the pressure of the money of the music industry is yeah. actually having a much bigger, is a really big effect on this, isn't it? And the beauty of it, Christo, here's a little thing for you. If anybody wants to download this person's music, is Gary Glitter going to object to people doing this? No, I, I think you're making a, a good point there. There maybe is a bit of a double standard going mm. on there. Ian, thank you very much indeed for having your say. Uh, let's go to another Ian now. Uh, Ian in Orpington. Uh, are you there, Ian? Good morning to you. How you doing? All right. Fine, thank you. Now, um, Lily Allen is the person who's kind of really campaigning against this now, saying we're going to kill the British music industry. Do, do you think she's right? Right. The, the biggest point I want to make, right, Lily Allen has admitted to every illegal thing she's ever done in her life. <laughs> if she wasn't a, 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 a music star now, she'd be doing exactly what we all do, and they all would if they hadn't made it in the, in the music industry. So do you think <laughs> they're just looking after themselves a little bit here, going, well, you know what, well, actually, I'm looking at my album sales, and I, I'm, you know, I'm not quite getting the money I wanted. It's the, it's the double standard thing, isn't it? You know, she would definitely be doing it, you know, all day long. <laughs> yeah, I think you make a very good point there, Ian. You know, she's not whiter than white in some of the other issues in her life, I don't is think she? I know. I think she's everything. <laughs> Ian, a very good point. Possibly my favourite one of the show so far. Yeah. <laughs> you know you're in trouble when you're taking your high stance of morality from Lily Allen. And I love the girl. I have to say, I think her second album, it's phenomenal. But it's it's funny that she's chosen this issue, slightly financial related, to have her say on, isn't she? Um... What have we got here? I bought the Beatles. This is an email at christolbc.co.uk. I bought the Beatles on vinyl in the 1960s and bought the same albums 20 years later on DVD. I had to pay for the same music twice. Record producers are just as happy to profit from new technology as the consumers who download music from the net. It's true. You know, there is. You are having a kind of... I bet you get it, don't you? When you download that bit of music, I bet you get that little pang of satisfaction, don't you? Ha <laughs> ha record company, you've you've shafted us for years with charging us thirteen, fourteen pounds for CDs. Um uh, pop stars and stuff show behind the scenes and no one wants to give a smug person like Cowell a penny. I respect the artists I like, so would download legally. Oh interesting. So the ones you like you'll download legally, others you might not. Um Christo, you have to remember a lot of these illegal downloads. That was from Roger, by the way. Um, this is from Weir, I think is the name. You have to remember a lot of these illegal downloading sites make their money from advertising. If you ban the advertising, they will not be able to remain in business. Um, what else have we got here? Chris saying, why create the record button if piracy was to become an issue? Is it only considered piracy if it's downloaded? What of recording live TV to VHS or DVD, live radio to cassette like we all have done? Good point. Christo, I have to say that I do broadly agree with Lily from Paul. However, has she forgotten that the main reason so many people heard of her was her YouTube clips? Biting the hand that feeds her, perhaps, from Paul in Manchester. Uh, Adrian, yes, it is theft. But for years, and at least since there were recording companies, artists have had their money ripped off by them by those self-same companies. Quite how several million internet connections would be monitored seems like dreamland. However, the people who should monitor or at least pay for the monitoring are the record companies and certainly not the government, which would mean inevitably thousands of civil servants to do the work at public cost. Thank you very much indeed for that. Loads and loads of texts. I'll try and get through some of them and more of your calls and the front pages all coming up 645. London's headlines now, here's Matthew Schofield. Downing Street's playing down report. 
Good morning to you. Yes, it's me, Christo, here with you in for Steve Allen. We're talking about file sharing. Lily Allen and various other pop stars um, talking today about how they're against it and there's going to be these government ministers going to uh, the Performing Arts School in Croydon and discussing this issue with students, uh, asking you whether you believe it to be theft what the solution is, whether the government monitoring your internet usage would make you happy, and why you do it. Because getting some great suggestions here, I had this really good text. Robin Dollis Hill, the biggest thieves of the cinemas, you try and take two kids to the cinema, buy you and them a drink and popcorn, and you don't get change from 50 quid. I think a lot of this is certainly the morality of it, is some of you getting kind of revenge against film companies, music, record companies that have all overcharged us for so many years. And morally, yes, it is wrong. And what amazes me is you know it is, but you're still doing it. Um, let's go to Chelsea now, to Jonathan. Morning to you, Jonathan. Oh, uh, Jonathan in Chelsea. Are you there, Jonathan? I'm there. Morning to you. Now, uh, tell me, um, why do you do it first? Are you a file sharer? Are you a legal downloader? <laughs> I personally know, but I, I, I actually work in what's called the uh, enterprise software industry, and I work with some of the original developers. I won't mention any company names, but a lot of those peer-to-peer technologies are used now in modern enterprises to facilitate content sharing. Mm. Um, and it, this is a really interesting debate because there's, there's two issues going on. I think the business model is changing from distribution to wholesale. People have got accessibility musical content now. They don't need a distributor, a record company, promoting an artist, on, you know, to, to, to find an artist, to discover an artist. They can find music themselves on sites like iTunes, and that means that there's less need now for record companies, and they're fighting to try and keep the business model that they have, which is just not going to work. In well, Don- Jonathan, they've missed the boat. I mean, they should have been having this debate, they should have been worrying about this a decade ago, shouldn't they? Exactly, yeah, and, and problem, you know, I think the problem is, is that people will go out and look at a movie that's cost £200, to, $200 million to produce, pay £14, £15 pounds for a DVD, maybe quite happily, and then they look at a record in, from the music industry, which has cost a tenth of that, and they're being asked for the same price. There's two issues. There's perceived customer value, and then there's a distribution model, which no longer is, is necessary for record and, and there's, in the end, there's a little bit, thank you, Jonathan, by the way, for your call, but there's a little bit of animosity in there. I believe that you have that. I believe that one of the reasons you do this is because you're getting your own back slightly against all these charges that you've had for the last few years. That's why I don't think there is a solution to this problem other than us all being monitored, which I don't think you or I are very comfortable with. Let's go to Upton Park to Mac. Morning, Mac. Good morning. Um, I just had a quick suggestion on, you know, how the artists could control their music. You have a solution. Fabulous. Now, the government, they are listening. Peter Mandelson, he's a fan of the show, I'm sure. Enlighten him and London. Well, I have a friend who's an artist, and um, basically he was going through the same situation where where uh, everyone gets the music. So basically what he stopped doing was giving the music to his friends, and that's where it starts. Um, the people that are closest to you are the people who are the biggest culprits. So just start from right there. The artists who are listening, um, your so-called friends that you've been hanging around, hanging around you for mm. the last five or ten years, stop. And just um, um, and the guy that was on earlier about his son's band, just stop. I mean, don't but- give it to your friends and put it on your website and go from there or sell it or digitally um, mm. upload it to iTunes, whoever, and mm. just go from there. 
you have to just be really strict. But, but once that's released, even when it's released, though, say it could have a really limited release, once yeah. one stray album goes to one rogue person, it will spread like wildfire. You know what the internet's like. Yeah, but you, you can um, um, digitally mark your music, so you know where it goes. Hmm. So, I mean, once they do that, once they register it, once everything's done, they follow the proper procedures, then, then you know... Mac, thank you very much indeed. That's Mac's suggestion. Uh, He's managed to have his say on this issue, and I've got some texts as well. Um, Pat in Leeds, does much money reach new artists? I think not. The Fat Cat Music Corporations charge too much, and this started the file-sharing problem. They don't need government help, i.e. taxpayers' money. Um, George is saying, here's the problem with trying to legally obtain a track or a song there is no legal site that sells every track because of legal issues with copyrights i'm 43 and use legal sites now but try it yourself try to get certain songs and you'll have to go off go to many different sites it's a royal pain from george george i'm with you i'd love to have the beatles collection via itunes you just can't do it because they're too busy wrangling with each other and whilst that's happening people are going to different illegal sites it's like why didn't the record companies wake up to this years ago it's almost like you know oh dear um some would say just desserts Uh, so the artists have woken up to the pandora's box from barbara in perivale thank you barbara um christo the simple truth is people can't afford music anymore this is from ben in uckfield the government have taxed us to the ground now on top of everything else, becoming so much more expensive. And when you go to your record shop and buy your favourite brand's new C- CD and find it's nearly £16, this is bound to happen. The industry makes an obscene amount of money out of people and has partially caused this problem themselves. Don't forget that most of the money stays with the labels and not the artists in terms of new music. Downloads help to spread the word about new groups and often drive new sales. Um, Patrick's is say, Patrick on the email saying if you borrow a DVD from a friend that's a form of file sharing and it's illegal it says so when you start up the DVD one way to stop it is to switch off the internet completely it's unstoppable file sharing goes back further than VHS tape traders Lily Allen wants to stop file sharing because she's losing that little bit more money file sharing must come from a source and an original copy if that person wants to give it to everyone and share that's his human right companies don't like it because of the money loss oh well See, again, it's just slight revenge thing going on there, isn't there? It's very difficult to... You know, I don't do it from a moral point of view, but I can see why you do. I can kind of understand why you do. Listen, just got some time. Very quickly, uh, before the end of the show, and the fantastic Nick Ferrari, again, I'll give him his proper title, Sony Award-winning... Nick Ferrari uh, takes over. Uh, so got some of the front pages for you, which I'll try and rattle through uh, very quickly. Daily Star, Maddie, our new hope. Madeleine McCann's parents make an emotional return to Portugal yesterday. And a big picture of Jade Ewan, the new sugar babe, on the front of the star, the sun. Uh, interesting story, which I'll probably have a conversation with you about on my weekend shows from six on Saturday, seven on Sunday. Uh, the ex-offenders, two ex- X-Factor contestants hiding dark secrets the sun can reveal. That's also as well where you'll find Lily Allen writing about the story we've been having a conversation about this last hour. Daily Mirror, every day I cry for Maddie. Kate back in Portugal, heartbroken Kate McCann, fights back tears as she returns to Portugal yesterday. Daily Mail, oh, my word, I just, this, this front page just really pulls on the heartstrings 
unbowed just five weeks ago. Fusilier Tom James was blown up by the Taliban yesterday with awe-inspiring courage that should humble us all. He defied his dreadful wounds to honour the comrade who died beside him. Unbelievable picture, really. Daily Express, Madeline will never give up our search, says a tearful Kate. That's the picture headline. And fantastic cure for skin cancer. You've been hearing about that in our LBC bulletins this morning. A new treatment for skin cancer was described as simply spectacular last night and said to offer hope to thousands of patients. This morning's Times, Britain is appeasing Iran, Nobel laureate says. The only Iranian to win the Nobel Peace Prize accused Britain of ignoring the regime's savage suppression of opposition in order to safeguard talks on its nuclear programme. And uh, also the story as well about the Indian spaceship finding water on the moon. Uh, today's independent two pictures Vietnam 1968 Afghanistan 2009 two pictures uh, on the front page there has America reached the turning point making those comparisons Daily Telegraph angry Obama rebuffs Brown Lockerbie fallout sees special relationship sink to a 20 year low uh, you've been hearing about that in our headlines this morning as well um more on that, no doubt, over the course of the day here on London's Biggest Conversation. And we'll finish with The Guardian. Colonel Gaddafi on the front. Is it just me or does he look like he's had a bad facelift? I don't know. But uh, Obama snubs Brown over private talks and pictures of Colonel Gaddafi seized his 15 minutes of fame. 100 minutes later, he sat down. Obviously, uh, he's been at the UN. Um... That's just about it from me this morning. I'll be back same time, same place uh, tomorrow morning right here on LBC 97.3. Thank you for your company this morning. Loved the conversations uh, that we've had. Um, do stay with London's Biggest Conversation because coming up next, it's Sony award-winning Nick Ferrari right here on LBC 97.3. The Heart CD range, exclusive to Sainsbury's. 